damn night. Welcome to this episode of All Damn Night. I am your host, Brandon Richardson, joined as always by resident expert Sean. Sean, welcome. This is the late night edition. This is yeah, we uh <laughs> it has been a hell of a night getting started already. I somehow got lost letting my dog out to piss. So uh took a took a second to get back to Sean's apartment, which is a little it's labyrinthian back here in <laughs> it the It really, uh, really is. You gotta watch out for the Taurus as well as you wind your way through the maze and hallways and corridors. I forgot my cell phone inside too, so you realize like how dependent we are. I was like, well, I guess I'm just I'll just it was like the hey. guess I'll die gif, like where they're just like <laughs> just shrugging like guess I'll die. What's funny is I, I saw that cell phone, I was like Hmm. Well, I guess I mean he probably has to walk his dog. He won't get. Yeah. You just heard it like Sean. He knows where he is. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if you haven't heard us before, we are the greatest music podcast in history. Um, you, we will kind of take a. We usually take a story in music history, which is what we're doing tonight, and we've done it for a while. We've got lots of episodes up. You can check them out if you like. Uh, Music, history, where the two intersect, we are the place for you. Check us out. Um, we're on alldamnnight.com, on instagram.com slash alldamnnightpodcast. Same thing for Facebook. You can reach out to us with show ideas. Uh, it's Sean at alldamnnight.com. S-E-A-N. And Brandon at alldamnnight.com. Um, and then we'll be up on Patreon. We are uploading to YouTube. I uploaded several videos to YouTube. But to the wrong account. To the wrong so, channel. So. Don't worry. They're coming. So uh, we don't have a tech department yet. This is what we're working We Success is doing what you can we with are, what you have. We are the tech de- department. And yes. by those standards, we're one of the most successful podcasts in history. Thank you. Right. So we're, we're, this, we're this successful and great without all that nonsense. So, yeah, imagine what we would be if we had the supporting team. We break the glass ceiling of yes. two guys with a podcast and what they say can't be done. So, Sean, unfortunately, this is a they were going to start off on a bit of a dour note. I've got some bad news. Dour. Dour. Mm. Okay. Well, I mean, bad news. This has got to be relative because we didn't, you know, discuss this before. Right. Well, okay. sure. The title of tonight's episode Daft Punk. We hardly knew you. Oh, God, no. Daft Punk has broken up. No. I'm sorry. Don't say it's true. Now, I've got a little part in the script right here. Number two. It says... <laughs> I wonder... I wonder. <laughs> this is, this I'm is imagining, it. like, the, the breakup notes that they left each other. Like, dear Daft Punk. <laughs> now, see... <laughs> You're keep, such a great DJ. <laughs> keep right on rolling. <laughs> but because it's time for me to move on to now, bigger and better... Familiar, <laughs> l- listeners familiar with us will will see what's happening here, and I've actually partitioned out a part in the script. Part one says, "Sean, I've got bad news for you. Daft Punk is broken up." Part two, Sean reaction. Oh god. So, Sean, how do you feel? Well, um, like nothing has changed. Oh, so we're gonna go for that angle from right off the bat. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. It's not my style of music. Now, to be fair, um, Sean and I met working in downtown Austin, uh, working the door, working security yeah, uh, for a club downtown. Uh, Basically on the battlefield. Yeah, really. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, We worked security for downtown Austin nightlife. Gets pretty crazy down there. Um, saw lots and lots and lots and lots of EDM shows, electronic dance music yes, shows. Yes, um, most of which were horrendous. They really are. We're not. It's yeah. not even. It's not even a slight towards that type of music, because there's lots of shitty country bands and shitty hip hop acts. Well, I think shitty... what I'm trying to say is most of the bands we saw were shitty. Uh, right, definitely, yeah. but a disproportionate number of the EDM acts were just like, this is just yeah. a dude with a computer. It just didn't make any sense to us. I think it had something to do with the venue itself. Like that was the type of crowd that they drew definitely there was regularly. Like, they, they the one in particular had you know. <laughs> three different stages going so they kind of accommodated different accommodated different types of music per stage which is a very austin thing to do for sure but we had a lot of the smaller stages would be relegated to edm like local edm guys and you just like couldn't understand what the big hubbub was about but there'd be a big line out the door to see some guy with a laptop like he just showed up with like his yeah, bag there and a would buddy. be there would be people that would like camp out 
to see these bands and not even get in. So and we, we it, never quite understood the phenomenon because I'd no. seen many other shows. It wasn't like we didn't well, go to the show and check it out. It just wasn't that overwhelming. You you got your to be fair f- moment. Let me get my to be fair moment. Um, the TBFM. To to be fair, <laughs> we play instruments. Are uh, you saying they don't? It, We've uh, go back and listen to history of the DJ. No, that's episode. true. Before, yeah, like before we go too da- too far down this road, we've done three hours on the history yeah, of the DJ. Literally, we did a. I think we did an in depth job on that. Um, I was one. I was one of my favorite ones. I think we've done because yeah. it really like helped us to understand all the the s- stuff that we kind of bitched about with electronic music. So it's not that we don't understand. Uh, or appreciate any electronic music. I'm a big Giorgio Moroder fan. I think I'm I'm more partial to Daft Punk than you are for sure. But you're not like condemning all of it. But it's important to point out a lot of this is bullshit. Like this is ridiculous. most of it is bullshit. Just a guy with a laptop shows up. Like yeah, and and that's what we're targeting specifically. Like yeah, there is talent in certain areas. I'm just saying that. Well, that's what you're targeting specifically. I'm just telling I'm the story targeting of specifically. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I I agree with you. But to be fair, uh, we play instruments. Um, we we don't necessarily like gravitate towards that scene. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, maybe in my younger days, we I would have been, you know, partying and wanting to be on the uppers and stuff like this and dancing and having a good time. But, shoot, I just want to sit down and watch somebody play now. So, like, it's like, ugh, God, give me a chair in the back of the Guns N' Roses concert, and I'm going to have a great time. Sound like the Andy Griffith <laughs> of rock and roll. Yeah. R.I.P. Andy the, Griffith, the, legend. Yeah. Or, uh, what's this? <laughs> Oh, what the fuck is that show? Drew Carey show or like uh, Tim Allen Tool Time or something like that. Yeah, you're just the, the you you make music for the American working man because that's who you are man. and that's yeah. who you care about. Yep, and the, you can buy my your Callahan Auto Parts stores. <laughs> yes, but you know you I can get you you know you can get a good look up, up a butcher's ass. Uh, wait, that's not how a it good goes. look at a T-bone by sticking yeah. your head up a butcher's ass. Wait. <laughs> No, but so, you know, the point be, it's like, yeah, we, it's hard to connect or to place yourself in the shoes of the people that are really into this music or that make it because you don't make that type of music. Well, that's segregation or, or, or something or almost like racism. I'm not saying that I don't like it because it's, I, I don't not like it because it's different. I, I do not like it because it's not musicianship. No, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I say, and you had an interesting point. We're going to get to, let's say an interesting gauntlet. We're going to throw down at the, at the end of this show. We'll, we'll, we'll lay it. I guess it could, we'll, we'll figure it out at the end, but there's going to be an interesting EDM challenge okay. at, the, at the end of this episode. So I hope Sean's ready. I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. So before all that, God, I can't wait. We're going to have to hop into the time-traveling F-250 King Ranch edition. King Ranch. But uh, this is going to be rough. We are going to a place that doesn't have an infrastructure to accommodate such a vehicle. Hmm. Yeah, we'll figure it out, though. Paris, 1993. <laughs> there's not. A, I'm venturing there's not. I haven't been to Paris, but I don't think there's a single pickup truck They don't want you to go to Paris. Send us a picture yeah. of a pickup truck in Paris if you got it. <laughs> And I'm talking F-150 and above. Yeah. fifteen Dan- Dodge Ram 1500 and above. Right. Hand me not required, but preferred. Right. <laughs> a local, uh, in 1993. Sounds like a date again. In Paris. <laughs> it, it is in some places. Uh, Paris, 1993, a local startup. In, I, I, I tried to write this out. Are you telling me Daft Punk's French? Oh, yeah. So, like, there's really? no part of this. That's what I was just going to say. There's no part of this that's, that's not going to make you mad. Oh, man. So, uh, we're just going to keep right on rolling, and whenever <laughs> you feel the rage bubble over, we'll stop. So, <clears throat> a local startup indie band named Darlin, oh. no G, plays a few shows over a few months period and records a few tracks in a local studio. The band is comprised of friends... Guy Manuel de Omim Cristo Ugh. and Tomas Bangalter. Hmm. 
along with Laurent Bronkowitz on guitar. Okay. They played standard fare indie rock and roll, um, like garage rock, indie rock stuff, um, Paris 1993 scene stuff, right? They weren't loved. They weren't hated. They were just kind of there. Well, that's how you make it big. Not for Darlin. Okay. See, they didn't really see much of a future in this project. They soon disbanded, but not before they all had a collective laugh at a Melody Maker review, which called their sound a daft, punky trash. Oh. In is, a, so you, are you, you telling me that's how they got their name? So you're... Just, Am I jumping too far ahead? Let the story unfold. Am I jumping too far ahead? In, in a in a united bullfrog chortle, I imagine <laughs> they chuckled all the way at the uh, they chuckled at the banal review and went on about their day. But soon, Guimanuel, and every time I say that, I just look at Sean's face because mm-hmm, he cringes, mm-hmm. and I do too. I don't like saying it. And Tomas began to experiment with different instruments. Drum machines, synthesizers, synthesizers, and the always cool, this is undeniable, the always cool talk box. Well, you know, don't sit here and besmirch talk boxes, Sean. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, I was going to even go as far to say as synthesis isn't necessarily an instrument. A synthesizer? I I would not, and I am an avid collector and player. And student of synthesis. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at like two high keyboards right now. I would say. And Sean's. Well, analog, for example, like all these chords and things coming in and out, and you're patching different effects. I do not think that that is technically an instrument in my eyes. I'm thinking like a piano, a guitar, some drums, or a, a brass instrument, or a woodwind, or something like that. Can you kind of uh define what it is between the, the what the major difference between the two is like why you would consider the latter music or an instruments or or instruments I should say and the former you know just a uh, tool a tool yeah, yeah. uh oh, I'm not shitting on the synthesizer community at all trust I'm me. telling you like the guy has two high-end keyboards right behind him he has lots right. more synthesizer than anyone I personally know okay well, what I'm saying is is that there's three keyboards there's a, a certain human interaction there's an element of emotion that can be that can be transferred physically into an instrument there's a flow there's an ebb and a flow there's a reaction from the instrument itself there's an actual feeling that you get back a resonance from the the instrument itself that is that's not only fighting with you but also working with you like an instrument is alive uh an analog synthesizer is just basically a computer uh it's taking frequencies and uh electrical currents and turning them into audio like it's just like a uh but i was gonna say and we won't go too far down this rabbit hole but i was gonna say like uh a theremin by that definition would be like the ultimate instrument because it's literally has to be tuned to your body right i think the piano is the ultimate instrument but like by your with a guitar close second okay i know but like if it's gonna be if you're saying like there's a connection with the instrument that you can't be, there's no instrument you're more connected with than a theremin. Well, you're not touching anything with a theremin oh, technically, okay, okay. but um, yes, I would consider a theremin an instrument because you have to manipulate there. You're not necessarily getting so much of that feedback from the theremin, but you have to manipulate and, and your body in such a way to play it. Like, the music is flowing from your body through the theremin to to the speaker, uh, just like it would with a guitar or something like that. But you're not physically touching the theremin. So what you're saying is like you view, you view, um, and I think I'm just kind of touching on this because I think it explains a lot. I'm trying to not take a side at the moment because it explains it. It allows us to explain, I think a big gap between a, probably a lot of people that listen to this show that play music themselves and don't 
aren't fans of EDM, or maybe they right. are and they have trouble enunciating it to other musicians. It's, it's a very touchy like subject in the world of music. So it's you, what you're saying is like, let's say that um, you know, like the yeah, whatever Led Zeppelin is akin to uh, Monet, right? It's a very a very famous high end painter, right? And uh, in your estimation, Led Zeppelin Collective, maybe not sure, but the, they're they're an artist. They're 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 yeah. this like or they're they're a Da Vinci, a Michelangelo, whatever. Like put insert they're name here. They're taking nothing and creating it through actual physical instruments, right? That are not electronic computers. Granted, you know they do use that stuff, but there's physicality. There's re- there's pushback. That's that's what really matters here. What so then? What you're saying is like what Daft Punk? Or let's not even say Daft Punk, but what? Because we're gonna kind of give you a chance to check out some of their music in this episodes here and see if there's anything maybe you like or stuff that like some of these songs I do like. Right, right. But so, but I'm I'm what I'm arguing is that. Can I try to articulate this real quick? Yes. So they they what I was gonna say is that they. Uh, you would say that they, as opposed to Zeppelin being a Monet, is uh, EDM, your EDM DJ or Daft Punk is more akin to Bill Gates, somewhat pop artist, like no. a, to no, like no, no, no. A, like a like a Warhol maybe, or like a or even somebody that's doing like a, a collage. That's it can it can be a dope collage. It can be like a really cool, but they're not. They're taking pictures and then making them and then organizing them into a collage, right? And it's other people's pictures, and it can be very cool and evocative, but it's a different animal from uh, a Monet. And it is its own, it's its own art form, but it's not the hmm. same. That's an interesting take. Um, but I would also say that a cover band is similar to what mm. you're talking about. But they're also musicians. Right. I was going to say, they have to play their Yeah, they have, to, they have to play the instruments themselves. So I, I want to disagree with you and, and say that Daft Punk is not even the same ball game. It's they're not even similar at all. You can't relate them to any sort of physical artist. Uh, what they are are manipulators of technology. Um, maybe they are engineers. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 okay. So like it's a, it's a compl- in your view, they're more similar to the mastering side of the musician world or the studio world. Yeah, they're like a software engineer yeah. to you. Or yeah. granted, they are super talented at what they're doing. At what they're doing. Right. But they are not musicians. Fair enough. Okay. And that is the Sean take for yeah. this episode. And I just thought that was that was really important to set a stage for what I think a lot of people I know I know lots of people that are vehemently opposed to that and a lot of Me people yeah. that are adamantly adhered to that yeah. or just just don't understand so at least like it's important to kind of maybe get that dialogue going let's say yeah and uh, it kind of it help hopefully that'll help you understand the episode hopefully this this will all help anybody that listens this will understand maybe a little bit better the EDM landscape and how it's integrated its way into, you know, in about a quarter century time, maybe, maybe, maybe 30 years, 30, 40, 30 years. But right. in that amount of time, it, it has infiltrated pop music like very, very few other types of music oh, yeah. have done before. And it, it, something to be noted as well is that they are creating music, uh, but just not with instruments. So it's, it's tough. It's a tough call. And if you want to be reasonable, email me and we can chat this out and discuss it yeah but that's just my stance as you know there's there's football players and there's um i don't know what what software engineers like not even the same thing it's not even close but they're both extracurricular activities and then if you want to be all politically correct oh yeah i'm a musician because i make music no you're not a musician because you make music you're a musician because you play an instrument the man has spoken Okay, thank you. He, the word, his word is fine. Good night. <laughs> it cannot be objected, but if you'd like to try, email him. But you know, so back to Daft Punk, they uh, they didn't see much of a future in Darlin, so they disbanded. But not before having they had like let's sorry I already read that I laughed laugh chortle ha 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 
at uh, at the uh, at the name, calling them uh, Daft Punky Trash. But soon, Guimon Wall and Tomas begin yeah. to experiment with different instruments, the talk box, all that good stuff. Then, now I'm back on the right number. Yeah. They recorded a demo tape, and later in the year 1993, while attending, this this is a bit much. This is a bit much. This upsets me. <laughs> while attending a rave at Euro Disney, they what? It's the most tr- Euro trash thing I've oh ever heard. Can you imagine what it smelled like? Just <laughs> piss and socialism. <laughs> so they ran. <laughs> <laughs> they ran into Stuart McMillan of Slam, co-founder of the label Soma Quality Recordings. Um, this, so this is from Wikipedia. The demo tape they gave to McMillan at the time uh, at the rave formed the basis of Daft Punk's debut single, the quote-unquote New Wave, a, sim- a, sim- a limited release in 1994. The single also contained the final mix of the New Wave called, so it's the same song mixed again, called Alive, which was to be featured on Daft Punk's first album. Daft Punk returned to the studio in May 1995 to record Da Funk, and uh, it became their first commercially successful single the same year. And we got a little sample of that to kind of show okay. Daft Punk's early sound. So if you want to follow along, I think you've, you've got it queued up there, right? You can tell them what I do, it is. yeah, it is queued up. It's called uh, Daft Punk Da Funk. So uh, yeah, without further ado, we'll get you. We'll give you a listen to this and try and give us one thing you like out of this. Okay, all right. An so interesting little extra. Three, two, one, go. Oh, I, don't, this one, I don't like the intro. Is this the one with the, the guy in the dog mask? I, I don't have any video. It's just oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Wow! 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 I like the bass line. Yeah, it's a good bass line. I like that uh, 80s upstroke guitars, yeah. That's and they're cool. playing that. There's no way. They're doing a little... There's no way. Not live, but I mean, they do when they were to record it. I don't believe that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But I mean, that's like a one chord on guitar, so, you know. I feel like this is all done on a computer. They were like... they all, they all They're using guitars and stuff in the, some of the early stuff where they're... Uh, because they could play guitar, so they would like loop little things like that in there. Okay, fair enough. I'm already bored. bored. I'm pretty what, bored. What's the deal? I have to be on. I mean, I'd presumably have to be on a fair amount of Molly for this to make. It's pretty cool, but I guess I could, you know, you could do like kettlebell swings to it or something. <laughs> like it's good background music. You either have to be on like an upper, or you'd have to be doing like kettlebell yeah. swings. But it's cool. I can dig it. They were one of the revolutionary artists in this field, though. So they were kind yeah. of creating a genre. So this is interesting to see where it went. And then, what, for example, you start talking about like dubstep and awful shit like that. Uh, Tell us how you really feel. It gets so complicated, and they're just trying to yeah, put agree. so many beats and yeah. so many drops. It's like just chill the fuck I out. I thought that's what I thought about this too. It's like it's way more stripped down and, and like it's not like uh, it's it's like a like a stone song in the way that it's not overwhelming. Like you're right. just like yeah yeah yeah. Who wouldn't like this? Like you know what? All right. So here's something I like. This is great party music. Yeah, it's great party music. So you can still talk over it. It's not overbearing. Yeah. It's not too complicated. You know what's gonna happen next if you you know what's happened if you went to the bathroom and you came back. True. And you know, like you didn't miss anything. Yeah. And it's still good. And you can still just jump right back time. on that pony yeah. and ride it for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I there think that's about go. it. We got the we got the pony. I don't hate it. Is that all? The, is that all the sample? Ba- yeah. I just kind of keep... Okay. It's pretty much that. Yeah, I like it. That's okay. the right thing. Okay. All right. Fair We're enough. building some 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 magnanimity here. Oh, well, that's not that's that's not my that's not what I'm mad about though. So what are you mad about? I I never said I don't like this. That's true, song. you didn't. Yeah. I don't I don't like the fact that they call themselves musicians. Fair enough. Or these like pop artists who get all their songs written for them and don't play a single instrument at all and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm a musician. No the fuck you're not. That's what I'm mad about. Okay. You're clearly not right, happy I gotta, about I gotta it. I gotta sit down here. 
All right. Hey, <laughs> I'm starting to sweat. I don't know if you're mad, but you're damn sure not happy. I gotta, I'm starting to sweat here. Well, uh, it would not be until uh, 1996 <laughs> that they would sign a major record deal with Virgin Records. Again, under Pedro. So this is under uh, the management. Oh, there's just no part of this is not going to make you mad. They, uh, well, this guy, I looked him up, and he looks exactly what you would think he looks like. Who, Branson? His name is Pedro Winter. And he is a Paris DJ and music promoter, and oh, he looks God. exactly like exactly. So I figured that would upset you, and we'll just move right along. Um, he would promote them regularly at his hype nightclub in Paris, which is the last place I would ever want to go. The, the nightclub called Hype. It's called Hype. It's a okay. nightclub in Paris. Yeah. Should we burn it down now, or just uh, if it's not already, wait we'll, for the fans to do it. Uh, let's not incite violence. Yeah. But we won't. We don't. We're not like legally obligated to discourage it. Okay. There so, you go. You all know, right. I don't think. Fair enough. Anyhow, as long as I don't get in trouble. That's I'll, all we're saying. I, that's all our. I'm saying as I just want to burn it down. That's our motto. <laughs> 1997 would see the release of their first major hit with. Homework, which uh, Music Magazine touted as one of the most hyped albums of the year, which 1997 had a lot of hyped albums. Mm. I know. So but the duo was be, now... All right, so maybe this was the best album of 1997? The, the late 90s were a rough time for yeah. music, I think, there's overall. Some, there's some diehard people, especially born in late 70s, early 80s, that are like all about that 90s music. I got some I got some good... I got, I got an awesome concert companion coming, I'll tell you right now. Creed plays the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys halftime show. You guys don't want to miss that one. It's coming, and you don't want to miss it. It's gonna, it's gonna blow some minds. Oh my god! So, uh, do they have a wardrobe malfunction like Janet? Uh, I think the whole thing was one long wardrobe <laughs> malfunction. They have a shirtless gentleman dressed as an angel flying around the stage. Get the with fuck out of here! Oh my god! Now everything has changed. This is ridiculous. Oh, that was a rough day. That is dude. a rough day. That's so rough back day. to those rough days. The duo was now building not just you're gonna love this line. The built the duo was now building not just a considerable amount of clout on the electronic music scene. Um, again, check out the history of DJs for that, uh, for a little background there. They were pioneering new sounds and sonic textures and were engineering a whole new sound. Engineering is the key word. Oh, so you're not, that doesn't, that doesn't upset you as much as I thought it would. Well, it's a bummer. What, I still don't know. I'm unclear about this. So I'm not going to go, oh, half cocked, getting you know, fired up. That's what but- you've just done for <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> Well, so I've done for at least 25 minutes, maybe three years if you want to go back that far. But still, I don't know for certain. I don't want to shit on Daft Punk's parade until I know their parade. They can't start the parade (laughs) because you've covered their street in a foot thick layer of shit. So my point is, I want to know if they're creating the sounds that you hear it or are they taking samples if they're taking samples that's the easy way out if they're actually synthesizing these tones and then creating these yeah they are they are doing that with tools they're playing like that on a keyboard really yeah so that's interesting they are doing that yeah that's them okay yeah all right so i'll take back some of that shit Thanks, Sean. Let's get a shovel. Anybody got a shovel? The parade will start shortly. No. (laughs) Well, uh, they performed live for the first time in uh, the U.S. in 1996 at an even further event festival. The further festivals are one of the better things that happened to 90s music. Was that? Was it Carnegie Hall? No, no, no. It was a place in Wisconsin. Oh, Um, oh. I wonder why. They didn't have their masks for that one. Yeah, they didn't have their masks. Oh, Thought that'd be an interesting. They wouldn't allow them. Okay, it's funny now, now that you have to wear a mask. I was gonna say in the mid '90s, a mask was an odd thing to wear. So, huh. uh, not I, so I just can't get over the fact that it wasn't at some like reputable place. Well, Sean, you're saying that Wisconsin isn't reputable? There's no, there isn't a square inch <laughs> of Wisconsin that isn't reputable. I know Wisconsin people, and they are good folk. <laughs> I know some Wisconsin people too, except the they, ones that ain't. They're a little there, crazy. Are there any like? world-renowned music venues in wisconsin lambeau field 
Okay. Uh, or did they just go to Wisconsin because they had French passports and could get into Canada very easily Winnicani, and then come down to the United States? The Winnicani Amphitheater. All like the, the Milwaukee... Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Okay. The... Yeah. Uh, the also Green Bay Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> lots of them. I forget which one they played exactly, but there's lots of them. Uh, but they they wouldn't. Uh, it would not be until their second album, 2001's Discovery, that their robot costumes would be debuted. So this is from Wikipedia. Discovery took on a slicker and distinctly synth pop oriented style. Surprising fans, the duo said that Discovery was conceived as an attempt to reconnect with a playful, open-minded attitude associated with the Discovery phase of childhood. This accounts for the heavy use of themes and samples. I wonder how many bouncy balls they ate. I'm going to say at least one. Okay. Discovery Uh, phase of childhood, I'm thinking like, okay, all right, so what can I eat and still be okay? Uh, How many... Pop rocks and fireworks can I put in this bag before it explodes? And um, what happens if I pour gasoline on the driveway and then light it on fire? Hmm. Well, they had (laughs) far less traumatic childhoods than yours (laughs) and decided to use a bunch of, uh, they use a bunch more samples and themes from 70s and 80s era music in this album. The album reached number the, two. All right, so granted, some of the best hip-hop albums use samples from yeah, yeah, 70s sure. music. So I'm not saying that's a bad thing, because it works. But again, for them to call themselves musicians is... And we, we talked about this sin. before the episode even started. If you're not, like, again, yeah, 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 go listen to our episode, but go watch some YouTube videos of old-school hip-hop DJs where they've marked their record out yeah. with crayon, and, like, it's it turned the turntables into an instrument. It, yeah. f- it fully meets your criteria yeah. for being an instrument. You're you're making sound. You're, having, you're really connected with it. You're, yeah. yeah. I, I have been at a venue where I have seen a DJ put a turntable with a guitar strap over his shoulder and play it like a guitar. That's pretty cool. Like scratch the record. It's pretty cool. In different frequencies and play a melody. That's awesome. And it was incredible. I can deal with that. That is pretty pretty close to musicianship. Did he have a did he say. have a robot costume though? No. He See didn't. that's where he went wrong. No, he, he looked like an an actual um uh what what would you call it? Adjusted adult. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Well this album uh, featured the single One More Time, which I decided not to play because oh, okay. I just can't deal with hearing that anymore. Because yeah, like, you hear it everywhere. Yeah, it'll... That's Daft Punk? Yeah. It should be... Uh, I like them even less. It should be... Uh, I don't know if it's on the FBI list of like songs that they use to flush out people in hostage yeah. situations. I, I feel bad. I feel should bad be. for... No, I feel bad that... It's not fair to them that I'm so mad and this whole Seems fucking a little episode, disproportionate, but this whole fucking episode I've just been so aggressive. I uh, I mean it's palpable. Uh, uh, you you surely are not happy that they exist. No, it's not that. That that's that's what I'm trying to get across. You want to rewind? Cuz <laughs> no. I don't know that the record's going to show this that. Again. <laughs> I'm just saying let, let's get this next part out here, and then we'll give you a chance. I don't want you to like go way down one direction and then have to backtrack the other way. So this album was uh, was touted as highly, it was heavily auto-tuned and compressed, oh, which was yeah. a major departure from their normal sound. Uh, your take on that? Um, so they've had three albums. They established one sound, then departed from that. And then had a major departure from that. Like, what the fuck? Who's critiquing these albums? First of all, they should be shot. Now, see, <laughs> see how I was like, let me just stop you before you go on your thing about how like you don't hate them that much and stuff. Because you're just going to call for their death in the next 60 seconds. So what's the point? Let me just like direct you back this way. The singles Digital Love and Harder, Bester, Harder Better, Faster, Stronger were also successful in, uh, in the UK and on the United States dance chart. The song Face to Face hit number one in the USA and uh, on the club play charts. A 45-minute excerpt from Dofton Dyke 
Dofton Direct Tour performance was recorded. Okay. Yes. Well, thank you. Was recorded and released. Uh, was recorded. Hold on. That's a, that's a mouthful. That the German stuff makes it tough. So a forty-five minute excerpt from a Dauphin Director performance uh, was recorded and released in two thousand one as Alive nineteen ninety seven. All right. Um, first question: Why does Paris not care about them anymore? I think they do. They have like they gave them an award. Like they ha- they're like part of the French Legion of Merit now. Daft really? Punk is. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? Yeah. Huh. Okay. What the hell's going on out there? <laughs> it's like when Hank Hill. It's like Austin. What the hell? All yeah. driving convertibles, <laughs> nippies. <laughs> like when the guy finds out he like the, there's a used car salesman that tells Hank that his son is in the army, and then Hank finds out that he's not in the army, and he says, "Oh, he's actually he's a stand-up comedian." And Hank goes like, "What?" And then he goes in Austin, and oh, Hank gets God. really mad. Yeah, <laughs> he's just double disgusted. <laughs> I understand it more day by day. Go check it out downtown now. It's a uh, uh, it's a rough situation. Yeah, it is. But. Anyways, Daft Punk commissioned Japanese animator Liji Matsumoto to create Interstellar 5555, a feature-length animation set to Discovery. I know nothing about this. This sounds actually pretty cool. So it's a whole Japanese animation film set to the album. Uh, the first this tour, is really cool. Actually. Yeah, so the okay. first tour um, episodes were drawn um, in on Toonami episodes. Sorry, episodes were shown on Toonami in 2001. Remember that, like, yeah, it was kind of like a Comedy Central yeah. at night, right? But uh, anime and or um, anime. Or the the finished film was released in 2003 on DVD. See, that's where this art fits very well. Yeah. Okay. Great. I'm all for it. I'm happy now. Man. <laughs> Do you suffer from bipolar disorder? Do you <laughs> wild mood swings, irrational violent tendencies, major well, no, fits of just, depression? It just <laughs> makes sense. Like, this is actually pretty cool. I got to tell you, I'm a little nervous because I've seen you just, I've seen the full gamut of human emotions. And I feel like. This is going to get violent by the end of this. I feel like you're just going to take a hard turn and like no. you're going to go full Mark David Chapman. No, but who to- wants No, 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 no. But who wants to go? That's why they wear they put on these elaborate light shows and super crazy bass and epic LCD screens that are taller than 10-story buildings and they wear these stupid helmets. It's all just an anime show. In a lot of ways, yeah. It's heavily yeah. influenced by Japanese animation. Yeah, yeah so, sure. I mean, why not just make a movie that's anime? And you can't make a lot of anime music with, like, you know, like an acoustic guitar and a, and a mandolin. That, that sounds like a bet to me. Okay, well, hold your horses on the bet stuff, because right. we got a challenge coming for you, so don't okay. worry. So, I can, only handle, I can only handle one challenge a week. I... I feel like you can't handle a whole lot right now because you're a man on the edge. So we're going to check out uh, the next Daft Punk song here. We got Bigger, Higher, Faster, Stronger. We're going to pull that one up and we'll play a little sample. Everyone's heard it, but you'll get a chance to kind of see the more uh, robotified uh, influence of their their music. You want to play it right now? Sure, we'll give it a shot for 30 seconds. Is that an ad for bipolar disorder? (laughs) It's a cat up in the air falling on pillows, actually. So probably. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Apple Watch Series 6. There we go. (laughs) Dig it. Just a little, just a little. This isn't the same song I was thinking of. A little robot rockin' going, that's not too bad. Okay, yeah, alright, yeah. A lot of this sounds like live drums. Yeah, it does. You're right. You gotta admit. Okay. I'm kinda right. grooving. Again, I like this. 
just like the last song. This is great. This is awesome party music. The thing I don't like is when Daft Punk plays a live show and there's 20,000 people looking at them pressing play on a keyboard on a, a computer. Like, why not turn around and let the music, like, surround you? I feel like if they just did that, it'd make you less furious. It would. But, like, so the crowd is is focused on Daft Punk while they're not doing it. It's a bit of a... a, a it's, it's why they put the robot helmets on. Okay, right. Yeah. You gotta give the people something to look at. Yeah. That's, uh, I, all right. See, I can dig this. Yeah. I like this. This is okay. You can cut that. Everybody's heard that song. It's getting annoying right here, though. It starts to it starts to wear on you. It's very aerobic, classy. Yeah. It's like spin class. Okay. Although I I did drive by this like spin class that was rocking the windows out of the wall one day. Oh, they crank it. Oh my god. That oh yeah. Was so loud. Those Jeez. people go. Uh, they're all about the spin class when they yeah. do the spin class. That's for sure. They're going places while stationary. Can, can I turn this off? I think you can right. stop now. This, yeah, this like, fucking sucks now. I, you know, I was just gonna, I was just trying to like wait till, wait till it's just like you keep swinging like yeah, I mean, this isn't too bad. Well, the, the and then like within great. within thirty seconds, you're just like they you need to be fucking it. shot. <laughs> you ruined it for me so bad. So I'm sorry, I've had a couple of drinks. Okay, in, in, uh, all right. It's it's the vodka <laughs> crayon talking, folks. It's not. It's not. You were saying the exact same thing. Sober as a judge. So, March of 2005 saw the release of Human After All, which took only six weeks to write and record. The singles from the album were Robot Rock, Technologic, Human After All, and The Prime Time of Your Life. How long did it take to write these? Oh, boy. I knew this was going to be another point of contention. Uh, It took six weeks. Okay. All right. But yeah, I hate them even more now. No, no, no. That was going to be a thing. Uh, one of their other albums took like three years. Why? What? All right. No, you know what? And the swing I, you continued. Know you know what? Never mind. I don't even Hang want, these motherfuckers. I don't even want to know why it took three years to produce something that could have been done in a few hours. Okay. Fair. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There you go. We'll get to that. Oh, on the same other side of that token, that buffalo nickel that I just flipped up into the air, and its heads, by the way, um, Led Zeppelin won was written on a houseboat by Jimmy Page and Robert Plant in a matter of days. So, who's to say that... Yeah, but they didn't have all the, like... They just had a, an acoustic... An acoustic, So, like, they didn't it, have all the stuff... a tambourine. Think about how many outlets... heroin. <laughs> think about how many outlets Daft Punk had to find. Think about how many, uh, how many adapter cords. Think about... You're not thinking about any of that. It'd be way easier to be... And in my opinion, Jimmy Page and Robert Plant are far less talented... Because they just had to pick up some like wooden box with wires on it. You yeah. don't have to find any outlets for that. You don't have to find yeah. a power source. You don't have to worry about constant power outages. I've never heard an acoustic guitar described as a wooden box with wires on it. Right? Uh, who I cares? Dude, you don't even plug it in. Yeah, It right. just sounds like a guitar no matter what you do. Yeah. They can make this thing sound like Bruce Willis if they want to. Yeah. Bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> I can just watch. I just feel like a TV dinner. Come on, You're actually sweating. You have you have an actual layer of sweat fighting back this anger. <laughs> it's great. I'm trying to divert the Man. conversation into funny movie quotes, but no, it's not working. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a tough one, but I didn't realize it was just going to be. Well, here's the thing. It's we're not we're not talking the same game. This is, but that's okay. That's okay because we're not. This isn't an episode comparing the games. It is. It is comparing apples to oranges. But this is an episode about oranges. And, and to be fair, again, uh, T B F M. T B F M. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like I would be doing my due diligence without being completely honest and saying how this really makes me feel. And you know what? That's just my opinion. Uh, and you know, that's why you're I mean, here. you've you're, called you're the for their ad, deaths the a couple of times. The rock of the Gibraltar over here that's never unwavering and, and steady as, as a... I got to tell you. Whatever. That's a real fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> but I, I just... <laughs> that's like that's like the, 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 the rock that's just, just 
kind of tenuously jammed into the shoreline, you're going like, that's my rock of Gibraltar. Well, that shouldn't uh, be a rock of Gibraltar. Okay. It's barely hanging on itself. Well, for this episode, well, that's why that's why the, the dynamic works, you know, because there's... <laughs> I got all, bad news for you. I'm like halfway through the script. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think you can oh, handle God. this. So... Oh. <laughs> all right, all right, but I just don't want people to think that listeners listen. What, what else would they do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to give my honest opinion exaggerated, and I feel like saying that makes it seem like that's how I really feel. <laughs> but, mm. <laughs> I mean, it's been made very clear how you really feel. But I know that, luckily, this all happened in the past, so you can't do anything to stop it now. Oh, God, on yeah. May, on the 21st of May, we can do 2006, Daft Punk premiered a film, Daft Punk's Electroma, at the Cannes Film Festival uh, on Sidebar Director's Fortnite. Mm-hmm. In an ever, mm-hmm. uh, an ever cleverly ironic twist. Oh, God, can you imagine how many douchebags were there? You actually are going to like this part. You're going to okay. love this part. In an ever cleverly ironic twist, the film does not feature any of Daft Punk's music. Really? Mm-hmm. How do you feel Why? about that? Did they produce it? Well, maybe they hate it just as much as you do. Wait, so what did it have to do with Daft Punk? They made a movie. They're a band that made a movie, but the movie doesn't feature any of their music. I feel like they got together in a pipe dream one night and was like, look, let's make a movie, but not use our music, dude. To be fair, they would be like, I feel like we should make a movie, <laughs> some some kind of film, and we won't fe- we won't feature our music. It will be very ironic. Make it make it make stupid Americans with their podcast mad. Right. Yes. Uh, maybe that's German. I don't fucking know. I don't have time for European well, accents. Well, German, but However, you nailed it. Stupid Americans. Nobody likes the Americans. You dumbass Americans. Fuck. Get it together. Jesus. Uh, Daft Punk. Uh, 2008. Daft Punk made a surprise appearance at the 50th Grammy Awards on the 10th of February, 2008, and appeared with rapper Kanye West to perform a reworked version of Stronger on stage at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm looking for something to throw. For I have nothing. Take, oh, my God. They, uh, they actually used Jazz Mutant Lemur controllers for this show. And it was the first... So this jazz is 2008. Lemur the Control. First, I don't know. It's the first televised live performance of Daft Punk was like 2008. So over That's kind of cool, actually. There. At the 2009 San Diego Comic Con. It's like trying to find old Van Halen concert footage. Yeah, it's the, the live TV footage of Daft Punk doesn't exist until 10 years into the career. All right, so try to find some Van Halen stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like, holy shit, it's tough. And it, it almost seems like they're... This, this I like about Daft Punk is they're so Uh-oh. exclusive and elusive, and they're like a, a rare animal. Oh, yeah, they do. They're, they're that, very good about that. They build yeah. a mystique around themselves. The I, think the, I think the costumes Perfect. help with that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. They're in anonymity, and uh, you almost need like a, a National Geographic photographer. You're, you're to absolutely see them. right. Yeah. They, same thing with Van Halen. It's like, unless you were there. Steve Miller was like that. Nobody knew what <sighs> Steve Miller looked like. Well, I've seen Steve Miller. All you knew is that he flew like an eagle. Everyone yeah. that's seen him did now did knows did he's did like did. the whitest guy that ever existed. Yeah. But the the best guy in that band was his backup vocalist for sure. Absolutely. Well, yeah. He's kind of ripped his entire band there, but well, I mean, what, what can I say? Yet another awkward all damn night moment. But <laughs> to be fair, we don't <laughs> to, to be we, fair, we like we like everyone in that band. <clears throat> So back to Daft Punk. We're gonna slog through this because I like, I, I, I. It's like you're you're just halfway up that mountain, my friend. We're gonna get you there. I'm getting but, there. So I the 2009 back down with like some fun stuff. Like let's get to the real nitty gritty. Uh, sure. So it was announced that Daft Punk uh, at San Diego Comic Con had composed 24 tracks for the film Tron Legacy. Daft Punk score. I did not know they composed. They did that. They did. They arranged and orchestrated. uh, The score was arranged and orchestrated by Joseph Trapanese. Trapanese? 
The band so collaborated with him for two years on the score, from pre-production to completion. The hmm. score features an 85-piece orchestra recorded at AIR Lindhurst Studios in London. Joseph Kosinski, the director of the film, referred to the score as a mixture of orchestral and electronic elements. Daft Punk also make a cameo as disc jockey programs programmers wearing their trademark robot helmets with the film within the film's virtual world. I really think that it took that composer two years to be inspired by Daft Punk. I don't think Daft Punk had anything to do with that. You think they just like laid around smoking weed? No, I think that they showed the composer of the score their style. And then the composer was oh, like put it all together? Yeah. He did it. That's what that's what I believe. <clears throat> Although it's been a while since I saw that movie. Um, it seems as though these, these film guys are, are another level. They really, Uh-oh. really are. We're coming into the film guys now. Uh, no, it's just... <laughs> anybody... You're just covered in a layer of sweat and furious <laughs> at everything you say. So I don't know if you're going to be a big fan of them or call for like uh, the, the mass deportation and execution no. of all film score musicians. No, definitely not the latter. Not yet. Uh, film score composers and musicians are some of the most talented musicians out there. They can take a medium and presto changeo, it turns into something else. It's visual and auditory and sensory. Like and, and physical. Like you you get an actual physical sensation from watching and listening to oh, yeah, what they put together. If you uh don't I mean, watch, uh, there's some YouTube videos. Man with No Name trilogy. Oh, I mean, like, they take, uh, like, they've, I've seen one where they take uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and they put horror music to the trailer. What? And it looks like a deeply chilling movie. Holy shit. Yeah, because of the horror music, yeah. Or Forrest Gump with a hor- as a horror film is hilarious. What if Forrest Gump was the bad guy this I whole think time? he might be. He might be. Who gave Ginny AIDS? We never really find out. We don't know it was Probably him. was Forrest. Just saying. Uh, yeah. So Daft Punk. I blame Sally Fields personally. I so Daft Punk then recorded their fourth and perhaps most seminal studio album, oh, Random gosh. Access Memories, uh, with an all-star lineup. That So this is all real musicians playing real music, real, real, real instruments. Okay. An all-star lineup that included... Paul Williams and chic frontman Nile Rodgers, as well as electronic music pioneer Giorgio Moroder, who I'm a huge fan of. Okay. Uh, they left Virgin for Sony Music Entertainment through the Columbia Records label, and the album was released on the 21st of May, 2013. The lead single, Get Lucky, became Daft Punk's first UK number one single and became the most strained song in Spotify history. What strained song? Streamed? Like streamed. Most streamed. Oh, yeah. streamed. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, you know, out of all the words that I have to read on one on uh, on the script, I think I didn't do too bad for just getting, missing one. At <laughs> You're the, uh, one these out of a thousand. Thousands man. of words. That, that's a pretty good record At the right there. 56th annual Grammy Awards. Random Access Memories won the Grammy for Best Dance Electronica Album, which I'm sure infuriates Sean. Random Access what? Random Access Memories. So Ram. Who like, are they? Ram is the name of the album that they released. Oh, Random oh, Access okay, Memories. Okay, okay. So that's like their big hit album. Everybody has Random Access Memories. Uh, it won Album of the Year, Best Engineered Album, Non-Classical Album. Uh, it won Best Pop Group, Duo Group Performance, and it won Record of the Year. Okay, so well, at the same time this is all happening, there's the guy who's been playing guitar for maybe 500,000 hours, uh, playing in your local dive bar or something like Isn't that. Isn't that like hundreds of years? Well, probably. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying is that, like, how do you get to this level in this industry that's not about the talent? It never has been, though. We always we yeah. know that. It just. I hear you, though. I know it's it's a it's a, an interesting time to be alive because we're definitely seeing you know this weird kind of we're at this place like where the fresh water meets the salt water yeah like they're just two different yeah two different types 
And uh, I, you know, people would have would have been saying this stuff about Les Paul in the fifties. They would have been like, "This isn't fair because he's layering tracks and like right. that's like right. using." So like, it's not like a new conversation, and it doesn't. Yeah, they it's used to it's just fig- it's a new frontier figuring out how to how to how to navigate it because like. I wouldn't want to say that I would never use an electronic sample in a song if it needed it, if it was like cool, if it had a reason to have it. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's, it's, we're just figuring out like what parts of it work, what don't. There's parts of disco that worked and parts that sucked, but we don't really know until like 40 years well, later. No, it was the cocaine. Oh, that's right. Uh, oh, I, I will have you know, sir, that we use an electronic sample in every single one of our episodes twice. Thank you. Yes, we do. Um, we be- made that ourselves, though. Brandon made that, yeah. And if you listen close, you can hear my dryer in the back. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and like, uh, uh, so well, yeah, that would be that would be engineered by Sean, and yeah. I I am the guitar and vocals on that. <laughs> engineered. Oh my god. I forget how we did. That. Like, I think I just we we uh, recorded it on some sort of phone. And then that was it. Like it was just like, hey, check this out. And now here we are. And now here we are. We're practically we will Daft use Punk. it forever. So Daft Punk co-produced Kanye West's sixth album, Yeezus, from uh, 2013, mm. creating the tracks on site, <laughs> Black Skinhead, I Am a God, and Send It Up. They provided additional vocals for Pharrell's 2014 Gust of Wind, and on uh, and on March 2014, an unreleased Daft Punk song, Computerized, leaked online. It featured Jay-Z and contains the son of Flynn from Tron, the Legacy soundtrack. It was supposed to be on the, on the album. This insane. Didn't, didn't, on the soundtrack album, but didn't make it there. Do you think Tron's anime? I mean, Tron's just like robots riding like motorcycles, right? Well, the original was animated. Yeah, it was like computer. Yeah, it was in the Japanese style, but the legacy was live actors with green screens and stuff. I don't know. I don't trust it. I never did either. Robots make me. I feel the same way about robots as you do as about electronic music. I want one of those motorcycles, though. They're coming to take all of our jobs. I'm telling you. Robots, dude, we're going to be fucked when robots start making podcasts. Yeah. They already have already. Damn it. So, Daft Punk appeared in 2016 singles Starboy and uh, I Feel It Coming by Canadian R&B singer The Weeknd, who was finished, who was featured in the, this year's Super Bowl. I got a funny, it took me a while to realize this, but I got a funny Weeknd story. About The Weeknd? The Weeknd, the, the like, band, the, when they played at Empire Garage. Oh, that's right, yeah, The Weeknd yeah. played where we, where we yeah. worked, yeah. That was interesting, yeah. But hey, we'll save it for another. Okay, time. we'll save it for another time. Yeah, yeah we don't want to go off on that. How they should be shot too. Yeah. So well, Starboy be, hey, topped the Billboard. I'm not saying that. 100, becoming Daft Punk's only U.S. number one song, and I feel it coming. Reach number four on the 22nd. Oh, here we go, Sean. This is your favorite part. On the 22nd of February 2021, Daft Punk released a video on their YouTube channel titled, you can look it up while I say it, Epilogue. The video features a scene from their 2006 film Electroma in which one robot explodes and the other walks away. A title card created with Warren Fu's uh, oh, wow. Created with Warren Fu, reads 1993 he's, well, to he's, 2001. He's like a super uh, 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 kung fu movie guy, right? I believe so. Yes. Okay. And he, so he made a title card uh, that reads 1993 to 2021 with an excerpt of Daft Punk's song "Touch" playing in the background. They couldn't have made it two more years. I guess not. Later that day, Daft Punk. Daft Punk's longtime publicist, Catherine Frazier, confirmed that the duo had split but did not give a reason. The news led to a surge in Daft Punk sales with digital album purchases rising by 2,650%. That's the reason. And upon request for an official statement regarding the breakup, Bengalter released a handwritten note quoting Touch alongside a clip from the 1936 film Modern Times, in which one character tells another to smile, 
before they both walk away into the distance. Oh, yeah. That's that movie that you watch just so you can tell people that you've seen oh, it. Oh, that right? one. Yeah. But it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know that movie. So we'll... Uh, in in the keeping with that spirit, we're gonna watch the YouTube video. Just a little piece of it here. Epilogue. Are Epilogue. we really gonna do this? How long is it? Uh, we'll watch a minute. Seven. Of it. We're gonna eight watch, minutes. We're gonna watch a minute of it. Just okay. All right. Just here we feel go. Feel for all what right. the video has. Three, two, one, go. So epilogue by Daft Punk. Two twenty-two twenty-one. Okay. All right. Nice jackets. Got some cool jackets. Looks like they're in a Star Wars desert. Walking in the desert. Yep. What's with and the gloves? It seems like it's just a lot of walking. Okay. Okay. All right. One of them slowing down. I've uh. You can go ahead to like three minutes and thirty-five seconds, and they still seem to be okay. Now, now one's walking away. Three minutes. How? How? Where do you want me to go? Go to like three minutes and forty-five seconds in, and then you'll see one starts walking away. Okay. Now they're. Touching each other. 350. Oh, okay. Here we go. Walking away. Still no oh. sound. You left something on the ground. And he's still walking. And he's still walking. Oh, God. Uh, I'm walking I'm away. You know what, man? And we're just going to let this play... Oh, we got some beeps. Oh, we're gonna see an explosion. Seven, the other guy's six, fucked. Five. Oh, four, we're gonna three, just see a pink two, mist. One. Uh oh. Okay. Uh. Well. All right. That's pretty waiting cool. Waiting for somebody to explode. There we go. What All a right. way to what a way to retire though. There you Man. go. Right, that's a pretty cool. <laughs> So everyone wants. This is a fabricated story. I truly believe. That I'm going to stop it right there. They blew themselves up. Yes, that part's not true. No, that they broke up. I okay, think yeah. that they retired, and they sold out, and sold a shitload of records, and got a whole bunch of residuals from YouTube till the end of time. That classic Rolling Stones yeah. fake retirement, and uh, or, or the Kiss. Kiss fake yeah. retirement. Yeah, I'm just like insert who hasn't done this, yeah. right? The Chili Peppers, the yeah. Rolling Stones, Guns N' Roses. Well, Guns N' Roses broke up, right? But yeah, like uh, many, many, Axel many never times. Stopped, many times. Aerosmith yeah. has done it. Like, yeah. Many times. Aerosmith, yes. yeah. I'm not saying that they're coming back, but what I am saying is that this is a really smart business move. And uh, congratulations on Daft Punk. I salute you. You did it. You beat me. You, you sure did, Daft Punk. You broke this man. Man, I've never seen anything like it. Because he just can't take him anymore. You went through the full gamut, and at the very end, you're like, you know what, Daft Punk? A hat's off to you, you sons of bitches. You got me. So that is the story of Daft Punk so far. We hope you've enjoyed it. Oh, no, uh, no. I can't, I, I can't do it anymore. That's, so, that's it. That's the end of Daft Punk right there. But, Sean... There remains the question. What's this challenge here? <clears throat> well, the question is that I'm sure everyone question else. Question challenge, okay. Could you do any better? <sighs> then what? Create a Daft Punk song? Could what you, do you want me to do? You want could me to, you make, you want a me to make, cool, make a Daft Punk song? Could you make a cool electronic so- song called All Damn Night? Yes. How long would it take you? Three hours. So we got three hours, and we're going to start a timer for Sean to make an electronic song called All Damn Night. We don't know what it is yet. We don't yes. know how it's going to sound. Sean's going to do, do you it. Want me to, do you want it to sound like Def Punk? You can make it sound however Sean's electronic music needs to sound. Electronic music. So not like dance music or like club music or trance music. It just has to be Let's electronic. say make in the style of Daft Punk. Make a In song. the style of Daft Punk and everything has to be done on electronic instruments. Yes, absolutely. Electronic tools slash instruments. Yep. Okay. Yeah, three hours. Ladies and gentlemen, we just got the quote. Let's see if you can do it on time. A thousand bucks. Under budget. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it for uh, $23 million. <laughs> so we hope you have enjoyed this uh, tour down Daft Punk's history, seeing what they've gotten so far. Again, yeah, we've said it like five times, but highly encourage you, 
Um, like none of this, we've had a good time, but none of this is uh, ripping on. Speak for yourself, man. <laughs> right, I'm but dying over here. We have already done our due diligence Jesus. on the history of the DJ. You can go check that out. Uh, I forget. Yeah, Brandon exactly. did a really good job on we, that episode. We, we really uh, yeah. took that one to task and we had a good time learning about kind of all the intricacies of it. So we're not just speaking entirely out of school. We have uh, put out a good uh, a good history on the DJ too. This has been a. Uh, an interesting view into Daft Punk's history and the depths of Sean's mind. <laughs> it's been a hell of a ride. So we hope you've enjoyed it. Make sure and check out all the rest of our episodes. We've got tons of stuff we've already got up. Lots of stuff coming on Patreon. That's going to be a little bit more kind of um, granular, let's say, kind of more focused on focused an individual on band. what the donators want. Right. Um, so you guys will be able to kind yeah. of focus and shape that content. Give us an idea of kind of what you're looking for. I'm thinking we're going to do stuff like a book club where I can, I'm going to go over, I've read man, every music book. If you've heard of it, I've probably read it. So we're going to kind of go through like a reading, like a, a if you don't want to read that fucker and you want me to like do the too long, didn't read version, that's what we'll do. Right. We'll have like yeah. five, 10 minutes of like, you'll be able to sound like you read that cool book. Um, probably keep you from having to buy a beer or two. You'll be yeah, excited. think about that. You can just listen to our show and sound like you know what you're talking about. I mean, that's come great. On. There's Sign no me better. Up. There's no can better. I do that. What else are you gonna do? Listen Shit. to Daft Punk? No, listen to us. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got more stuff. Co- and then once uh, somebody, <clears throat> myself, gets uh, the proper YouTube channel loaded, we'll have. Oh, don't be so hard on we yourself. We got cool. Check out the YouTube the though, because the videos is, are gonna guys, be cool. They've got some graphics going yeah. with them, and uh, they're you know this is a cool. Uh, alternate way to check it out. Then we'll have some live videos on the YouTube. Uh, what else we got? Oh, an actual interview that coming that's going to be very interesting. This is awesome. I don't think you got another yeah. music podcast that's going to go the cave diving route. And we got a cool one. Yeah, cave diving. Not There's, only is We found this... a way to connect the two, music and cave diving. Yes. We're going there. Uh, this is a renaissance in podcasting. It's it's a new of. renaissance. Yes. We're the Daft Punk of podcasting, breaking new ground uh, to come on, every couple come of weeks. Man. I couldn't wait to say we're, that. We're the Led Zeppelin of podcasting. Couldn't wait to say that. I've been waiting for like an hour oh to say that. God. So uh, if you want to see more like this, check us out on alldownnight.com. We're on Instagram.com slash alldownnightpodcast. Same thing for Facebook. I'm Brandon at alldownnight.com. If you have any questions, queries, throw them my way, or you can hit up Sean, S-E-A-N, at alldownnight.com. That's the proper Irish spelling. Don't you forget it. Mm-hmm. So come back here for more of the greatest music podcast in history, a.k.a. the Daft Punk of podcasts. This is All Damn Night. <laughs>